Yeah, I can't get that level of excitement that my wife gets. That's that's her without any caffeine in her. So, oh, she drank coffee. Never mind. So, well, that's still I can't ever compete with that amount of energy. So, never go to Walmart with her because she like dances and prances through the store, um, and I just stay about five aisles back and and let her get all her energy out. And sometimes I feel like I love my wife, but sometimes I feel like I'm babysitting her when I go to Walmart because she's floating through the store and I'm just like, wait a minute, who's the adult here? Um, yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, she's also the adult in a lot of ways too, like, you know, making sure I push my uh, sock drawer in and, um, and stuff like that. So, yeah. but yeah, this, it wouldn't be the same without Sarah. So, I mean, it, it's, she brings a level of excitement and goofiness um, to us <laughs> that we need. So um, how many of you guys are Ready for 2019? Okay, all right. Well, ready or not, you're here, so um, <laughs> that's what you get. So I uh, can't go back. You just got to continue to go forward. So um, how many of you guys have big plans for 2019? Yes. yes. All right, a couple of you do. All right. Nate, oh, no, no, I'm just kidding. I'll talk to you later about it. <laughs> um, so when New Year's come, what do we all, what, what, what is the top thing that people say they're going to do? Resolutions. I made a resolution about 15 years ago to never make another New Year's resolution because they're completely worthless. It, it, rarely do we ever follow through on something that we say we're going to do in the New Year. You know, we start off January and about mid-February, end of February, we're like, yeah, I'm done working out. I don't need to. I, I'm good. I got all the workout I need for this year. I'll do it next year. Um, you know, we're like, well, I'm going to do, do this, and I'm going to do that. And, and um, we have great intentions, but intentions without follow-through, without um, structure, and without um, a choice to actually continue to do it and, and willpower to do it really doesn't help. It's, um, it just creates kind of a hopelessness at the end of that, that period that you're like, I just can't do this. Um, but what happens is, is we make these resolutions and what we do is we make a resolution for ourselves, and we say, okay, I want to do this and I want to do that. But what we fail to do a lot of times is involve God in what he wants us to do for the new year. And so I'm not saying we're being selfish. It's not wrong that you make these resolutions. It's not bad that you make them. But what happens is, is, is when we are born again, when Christ lives in us, if we, uh, we've accepted Christ, we are have someone else that has an input into us. We've allowed him to have input into our lives. And so what we do is we make these resolutions, but we don't say, hey, we're like, I'm going to make these resolutions like, okay, God, now you got to help me with these. You're not like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? And and so many times we say, oh, I want to do this. And and that's not bad, but we go out, we say, I'm going to do this. We we do it our way. And then we're like, "Ah, why did this fail? You guys ever done that? Oh, I'm going to do it this way. And then at the end of it, you're like, oh, that didn't work out. God, why did this fail? Because you didn't involve him in the process of creating it or walking through it. And when we, when we bring God into what we're doing, it empowers us because we're asking for his, we're saying, God, what do you want me to do in this situation? This is what I want for my life. What do you want me to do? And when we invite God into it, he empowers us and he gives us wisdom and he gives us um, the creativity to do what we want to do. And so when we say, hey, at this part of the year, I want to do this, and you say, okay, how do I continue to do this? Because in my own humanity, I can't do this. I need God to say, God to, to part, I need to partner with God so that I can continue doing things. So in 
2019, um, you know, every beginning of every year, people are like, I have a dream to do this. I'm going to do this. And so we set goals for what we want to accomplish. You know, it, it could be, I, you know, want to, you know, exercise more. Or I want to do all this, all this, the things that we always make these um, ideas of. But 2019, I, I believe is, um, even for just the church is, um, we need to dream big. Not, not make resolutions and do things. We need to dream. We need to think about what we want our life to look like at the end of, of this 300 and what are we at, six, uh, 59 days, something like that. I don't know what date it is, so I don't know. Um, yeah, it's the 6th. It's not the 7th, so I don't know what day it is. I can't remember. All I know is Sunday and I get up and I come here. And so I know when I go to work and I know when I come home and I know when I go to church. So, and the rest is scheduled by my wife. Um, it's true. It is. Um, um, I know dinner is at about 5.30 when I get home and I know I go to bed about 10.30 or 11 o'clock. Um, I heard my daughter say that's 1.30, but yeah, that could be true sometimes. Um, but I believe as a church, we need to dream big. We need to have big dreams for ourselves. We need to have dreams. What do we want our lives to look like at the end of this year? What do we want our, our families to look like at the end of this year? You know, it, it, what I found is, and I was talking to um, Jared's dad a couple of weeks back, and I said, is it, is it funny how as you get older, you realize how weak and how vulnerable and how um, um, human you are and you're not, um, you're not immortal and you're not, you know, you can, you can get hurt. You can, he's like, yeah. He goes, when, when I was 20 years ago, I would have never thought my knee would hurt or this would hurt. And I was, we were just talking about we're not invincible anymore. And I think in our weakness, we, we, we try, we, in our human weakness, we, we hold back and we say, well, I don't want to get too big because I don't know if I can accomplish this. Well, we don't, what we fail to realize sometimes is we have someone working for us. So we, we dream small. Well, I hope it just gets better just a little bit. At the end of the year, I hope it's just be- a little, little bit better. Well, why can't it be a lot better and a little bit every month, a little bit every day, a little bit every, every quarter? And so we need to dream big. We need to dream big in our own dreams with God and say, God, what, what do you want me to do? God, this is what I'm thinking I want to do. God, is this what you want me to do? And so we, as, as people need to dream and say, man, I want to start a new business. I want to, I want to you know, uh, start a family or whatever it is, get married, whatever it is. I, I, this is what I want to do. And so for us, we need to, to partner with God because he's always looking to partner with us. But so when, as we dream, we need to say, okay, what do I want? Write it down, look at it and say, God, this is what I want. And write it down and take a piece of paper, eight and a half by 11 paper, and write what you want on the left. But leave all, and use only about a quarter of the page and leave all the rest of it blank and say, God, this is what I want. And then put a little dash next to it and say, God, what do you want? What do you want me to do with this? And start to write down what he's telling you about it. Because what happens is, if you're, if you're like me, I've got a, a, a phone and I've got like audio message after audio message of me talking to myself because I can't remember what I'm going to remember in an hour when I get home. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Because I have to go back and listen to him. Like, there's times where God gives me a word and I'll be driving. I'm like, oh my gosh, uh, uh, get the phone out while I'm driving and, and talk to myself about it because I may not remember it. 
And, and so I want, to, I want to do it. But so take it and write down what you want for this year, what you're dreaming for, what you want for your family, your kids, your, your marriage, your, your business, whatever it is, and write and put a little dash and say, God, what do you want? What do you have to say about it? Because we need to dream. God is not a God of, well, I, I'm, well, I, I hope you get this this year. God, God has, has bigger vision than us, has bigger plans than us, and he's always looking on how to extend our reach. You know, as a church, we need to extend our reach every day, every year, every decade. We need to extend our reach as a church because there's more people who need Jesus Christ. There's more people who have fallen short of the glory of God but need to know that God loves them. Um, Sarah was talking to someone, um, and I don't remember who it was. It was some person she met, and she, they didn't even realize that God loved them. Like, I should go to church because I, if I go to church, I, he'll be happy with me doesn't mean he loves me. He'll be happy with me. And, and, she, and I was like, how in this day and age can someone not realize? They may not fully uh, accept it or receive it, but how can someone not realize that God loves them? Doesn't have, you can go on TV, you can go on radio, anything, and you can see, and there's people talking about the love of God for you. And, and it makes me upset because there's people out there that do not realize that God loves them and has a plan for them. And so we want to dream. We want to be able to grow as a church. But what happens is this, is in some places, they expect you to come in and leave your dreams at the door. And your dream should be what the church's dream is. But God isn't that way. God says, well, when you come in, your dream is part of what the church's dream is. Because what happens is, is when you grow, when, God, when you partner with God and you're growing in your family, in your business, in your finances, in your, your marriages, that prosperity leaks out into the church. And it leaks out into the world. So if you have a great marriage, what, what, think about it this way. If you have a really good marriage and you don't tell anybody you have a really good marriage, what happens? Nobody knows you have a really good marriage. But... If people see that you have a good marriage and you're like, you know what, I love my wife, she's amazing, she, my husband's amazing, what happens is, is that overflows into the church and it overflows into the community. So if you're saying, I'm going to have a better marriage, let the overflow of that dream into the church. So the church grows from that. So we need to start to put our faith to something. We have a whole year, minus a week, to... to to put our faith into, towards something. Dream something. If you haven't got a dream right now, think of something. Pray about it. God, what do you want? Think about in your heart, man, that's something that you've never had or something that you've always wanted. And just say, man, I've never had this and I really want this in my life. And just say, God, this is what I really want. You know, sometimes you've got to start small. That's Okay. But we've got to put our faith to something. You know, as, as a church, we're believing that uh, by the, this year we will have a worship leader in place. That's what we're believing for. That's what we're dreaming for. That's, what we're, we're, that's going to be our thing. We're like, you know what? This is our dream. This is what we're going for. God, this is what we want. You know, some people tell you you shouldn't dream because, you know, it's selfish and you're just supposed to serve God and not do anything else. 
So give everything of who you are to God and don't have anything outside of, of serving God and, and humbling yourself before the Lord and, and, and throwing all your mo- and, and giving up all money. And, and, and it's like, oh, you can't have this because that's not serving God. That's false. That's not true. You know, they, they tell you you're selfish if, if you have a dream besides, you know, giving yourself over to the, the church and, and to God. People will tell you you're not supposed to think that way and you're supposed to only serve God. And yes, that is true. You're supposed to serve God. We should always be conscious of his presence and what he's doing around us and in our lives and his leading in our life. But if you don't have a dream, you have nothing for God to work with. If you don't have something that you're believing for and something that you want to see change, what are you giving God to work with? God needs something to work with. If you're like, yeah, you know what, this year is the year that I want to do this, and God, this is what I'm doing. But if you just say, God, if you're like, "Mm, don't really have anything, just going to keep continuing on doing what I'm doing, what does God have to work with? He needs your hopes, your dreams to work with that so he can produce in those. Because what happens is, is when you start to say, well, you know, I really want this for my life. I want a new business, or I want my um, family to be back together or whatever it is god says oh now i have something to work with now i have something for the holy spirit to move in and out of and now you have something to put your faith to so you know when you hear someone that says oh well you shouldn't do this and that's not that's being selfish and you should not do that you should let god do everything and I, I really struggle with that because don't you think those dreams that, were in, that are in your life are not given by him? Do you not think that God, if he gave dreams to everybody in the, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, that he would not give them to you? You know, Paul wasn't like, well, I guess I'll just do whatever and sit and sitting around. No, he had a dream to take that. It wasn't just God saying that. Paul had a dream to take the gospel to all of the world. You know, we look at that and yes, that was given to him by God, but Paul, that was something in Paul. So when you have something that rises up in you, you're like, man, I really want to do this this year, or I really want to believe for this this year in my family or my life. That is God inspiring you. That's the Holy Spirit dropping little uh, drops of hope into you. You know, we look at it and we're like, okay, God, what do I want to do? We, lie, we look at it and we use the measuring stick, and say, okay, is this what God wants or is this just me being selfish and I really want? Like, oh God, I just hope I win the lottery this year. Please let me win the lottery this year. God's like, that's not, that, that's just you hoping you win the lottery that, this year. God doesn't work that way. God doesn't say, oh yeah, here's the lottery. Here's the, here's the winning ticket right here and slides it under, under your door one morning and, and you win. It doesn't work that way. It's something that has to have faith involved in it. God, thank you that my job, I'm getting a, a pay increase, or thank you that I'm getting a promotion at work, or you know what, God, thank you that my, uh, my kids are growing in a proper way. Thank you that my kids are, are you know, becoming more like you, God. It, it's just, it's believing for these things that increase, and they start to snowball on top of each other, and it starts to become one big thing. Yeah. We have to have dreams, but God has to be part of that, those dreams in order for God to work with those. Um, John fifteen fourteen through 15 says this. It says, <clears throat> excuse me. It says, you are my friends. If you do what I command you, no longer do I call you servants 
For a servant doesn't know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that you have heard, excuse me, for all that I have heard from my father, I've made known to you. We look at this and we say, okay, God is not the guy who is squashing our, our, our hopes and dreams. God is the one saying, hey, you know what? I'm here to work with you. It, it, when we submit our lives to Christ, what he does is he takes it and he says, hey, you know what? A servant, or if you look in the, um, the Bible, servant most of the time meant slave. Um, and God says, I don't call you a slave. I call you a friend. Servants and slaves don't know what the master is doing. They just get direction from the master. But friends, and we took a look at this a couple weeks ago, um, friends actually means loved ones or family in, in, the, um, in the Hebrew. And so he says, you're not my slaves. You're my family. You're my friends. So family knows what family is doing. God doesn't want to squash your dreams. God is not. He looks at you as sons and daughters and says, I love you. What do you want to do? What should we do? And let's, let's continue on. But a, a, a servant, if a slave owner would squash his slaves and servants' dreams because they're slaves. They are indebted to him. But God says, you're my friends. You're my family. God releases us and has unshackled us to be free to dream, to dream about what he has for us. God has released us to make plans for us and the kingdom. He's made them known to you. He's planning a dream in you and he's looking to partner with you. God doesn't do things on his own. You don't just say, oh, I hope this happens. And God says, oh, poof, there it is. There's a movie coming out in a couple months it's called Aladdin. That happens in Aladdin. It doesn't happen in real life. Um, I, shameless plug for that movie there. Um, but uh, it, God isn't that way. He's not the genie and says, oh, by the way, you want this? Okay, I'll make it happen. Here you go. It does not work that way. God says, hey, you need to dream, and I need you to partner with me. I need you to start to believe that it will happen so I can make it happen. You know, it says faith is the expectancy of something that isn't there as though it was. It's like, yeah, I know it's not there, but I believe it is going to be there. I believe it's coming. I believe that new job is coming. I believe that new, that new uh, increase is coming. That, new, that whatever it is, I believe it's here and it's coming even though I don't see it. But hoping is just like, well, I hope it happens. If it happens, yeah, it happens. If it doesn't, oh well. God is planning a dream in us. And the dream might be small, it might be large, depending on where you're at. But when a believer who desires to see his kingdom expand, see his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, to see people born again, see lives change, God says, I'll be a part of that. When we say, you know, God, this is what I'm believing for because I really want to do this in my life. And when we're faithful in what, we're, what we have and what we're doing, God says, I can be a partner with that because you're excited about the kingdom growing. You're excited about the kingdom expanding. You're excited about seeing uh, 
kids born again and, and little kids being taught the word of God at a young age. You're excited about seeing people coming into the kingdom and being born again. God's like, I can partner with that because I know you're going to be faithful what, with what I give you and what I continue to give you. You've been faithful with what I ha- you have right now and what I give you, you continually to be faithful with. So big dreams require big faith. Hoping your dream will come true. There's an old song uh, back in the, I think it's 60s, it's called Hoping and Wishing. And my mom used to listen to it all the time, and I remember that song stuck in my head. And, and I, it, But it, it, people are like, yeah, doesn't work. Hoping and wishing doesn't work. Dreaming big requires sacrifice, hard work, and strong faith. We can't say, I have a big dream, and then sit down and say, okay, God, take care of it. (laughs) Say, write it down. Here's my six-step plan, and God, here's the six steps. Go take care of them. He's not an errand boy. He's not a contractor that you contract out to take care of it for you. He says, I am a partner with you because you're partnering with him. Big dreams require sacrifice, hard work, and strong faith. Because it's not going, it may not happen overnight. It will take work. It may look like it'll fail. It may look like it's not going to ever produce anything. And sometimes you may fail. But failure is not permanent. It is not a death sentence. You can get back up from failure. Sometimes we have this idea and God's like, yes, this is the idea. And then we go off on our own little path and we're like, but God, this was the idea because no, you took the wrong path because I I gave you this, this idea for this, but you took this route instead of the route I asked you for. And so we've got to get back on track and we get up and say, God, okay, you gave me this idea. You gave me this dream. What do you want me to do with it? What are your plans for this? Because we have a dream and then we start to see it go and it starts to start to pick up and it starts to move. We're like, oh, God's behind this. And then we make the wrong turn. We're like, okay, I've got to get back on track. Say, God, what are your ideas for this? What is your vision for this? And so what I'm, what I'm suggesting to you is, you know, if you have this dream, say, God, what are your suggestions for this? Here's the thing is we can always... And I say suggestion, and people probably, if, if anybody's listening to this that doesn't, doesn't like that I said suggestions, you'll get over it. But um, when we have a choice to take what God gives us or not, everything God gives us is a suggestion into our life. He doesn't say, you have to do this. He says, this is my suggestion. You know it's right. And it's the same thing we do to our kids. Hey, this is my suggestion to you. You know it's right. And if you don't follow this, you know what will happen when you don't do this. And so when God says this to us, he doesn't say, well, this is a commandment. You need to do this for your business or your life or your family. He says, this is my suggestion. You know it's right. I, it'd probably be better if you follow it this way. But ask for God to give you God-inspired ideas. You know, don't just say, I'm going to start doing this and God's going to have to work with me on this. There's no contract between you and God that says he has to work on something for you. God, God says, you know what? When you submit yourself to me I will, and you humble yourself to me, I will work with you. Because what we're doing is we're saying, God, I'm going to serve you. 
God's idea, God's idea is this. He goes, they're going to serve me and I'm going to put dreams in them to make their life better so that they can further my kingdom. It's a win-win for everybody. You know, and there's times where you're going to be like, man, God, you said this. I know I'm doing everything you're asking me. Why is this not happening? Why is this continuing to drag on? Proverbs 13, 12 says, when hope's dreams seem to drag on and delay, it can be depressing. But when at last your dreams come true, excuse me, come true, life's sweetness will satisfy you. Sometimes our, our hopes and our dreams, we're like, man, God, I've been believing this. And, and we've been faithful and believing for it. And we've been constantly got, praying about it and, and, and speaking it and saying, God, I know you're doing this in my life. And it just drags on. And you're like, why is this taking so long? Why is this not happening? We've been faithful to you. Think about Joseph. You know? A little arrogant as a kid, gets thrown in the, the pit. Gets it. I mean, he, he sits in prison. He's like, God, I've been faithful. Why is this happening? And he's waiting and he's waiting. But your breakthrough will come when you least expect it. When you think you've failed, the breakthrough will come. Sometimes failure looks like failure and then the breakthrough comes. You're like, oh, it wasn't failure at all. It was just, it was my timing was sped up before God's timing. And so when it looks like everything is going to break down, everything is going to fall apart, and everything just looks horrible. God's like, you're this close. You're this close. Don't give up. You're this close. And so many times we just like, oh, I can't do it. You know, you ever, um, you ever gone through something and you're like, oh, you can see the finish line. You're just like, oh, I don't know if I really want to go this far. It's, it's too painful to get there. It's too painful to, to do this. It's like, it's like running a 50-yard dash, and you can see it. You're at about yard 45, and you're like, I don't know if I want to go another 15 feet. You know? but it, it, and that's really, that's how close we are sometimes when we give up. But, and God's saying, don't give up, because your breakthrough is right there. The promise you, that I've given you, the, the dream of fulfillment that you wanted is so close to you, but you're giving up on it. Ephesians 3, 19 and 20 says, And to know the love of Christ that surpasses all knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God, now to him who is able to do more abundantly. Say that again, more abundantly. So, more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power that works in us. So, it says he can do more abundantly with the power that works in us. So that means more power, the power that is in us can do more abundantly than we can ever ask or think because the power of God lives in us and is working through us. How, how, how awesome is that to have a power plant that lives in us, works through us, and can do more abundantly than we can ask or think? I want you to know this. and this You may already know this, but I'm going to remind you again. God loves you. He has plans for you. He has nothing but good plans and a hope for you. He is so passionately in love with us that he cannot stop working on our behalf. He cannot stop fighting on our behalf. He cannot stop interceding on our behalf. Think about it. Someone who works on, for you 24 hours a day, 365 days 
a year, your entire life, even when you're, even when you're dead, he's still working on your behalf because you're with him. Think about that. that. You can't find that anywhere else. But he loves us that much that he's always working and fighting on our behalf. Even when you're down in the dumps and you're like, it's never going to happen. Oh, gosh, I don't know if this is going to happen. God's working on our behalf. When you're down in the dumps, you're like, I don't know if this is going to work out. I don't know if this is going to happen. God's, he, he has a, a, his uh, partner, and it's the Holy Spirit. And he says, you know, I'm the comforter. I'm going to encourage you and comfort you through this. Even though you don't think it's going to work out, it's going to work out. When you get into a situation, like, I don't know if this is, good, this is a good situation. And God's like, well, I'm going to give you wisdom how to get out of this situation. And I'm going to give you wisdom how to make the situation better. But he fights for you. You know, some of us, you know, we give up on dreams. It's like, oh, I had a dream to do this. You know, when you're a little kid, you're like, I want to be a fireman. Or I want to be an astronaut. I mean, Nate's like the only one here that's really a fireman right now. I mean, Cody's working on it, but I mean, it's like, so I, I'm living vicariously through Nate, so. <laughs> but, you know, we, we have these dreams when we're little kids. I want to be this. Some people, some girls are like, I want to be, you know, I, I remember, I don't know who it was. I want to be a secretary. So one of my girls said that when they were really young. Lana. Yeah, it was Lana. She's like, I want to be a secretary. And now she's like, I'm a CEO. And she's like, yeah, I'm done with that. <laughs> she's like, but. Um, but sometimes it, our dreams, we, we just stop. It's time to start again. If you don't dream, start to dream again. If you don't have a dream for something, start again. Because God wants you to have a dream. God's like, I have a plan and a purpose for you. Start to dream about it. Yes. Ask Him what it is. You're never too young or you're never too old to have a dream. And God's not old, doesn't look at you and say, oh, you're not young enough or old enough and you're, or you're too old to have a dream. What dreams do you have? What hopes do you have? What desires do you have for your family, for your life, for your day-to-day? If you're just living day to day and saying, okay, it's, it's good enough for what I have for today and I'll, whatever happens tomorrow, I'll, I'll deal with tomorrow. That's not how God wants it to be. If you have a dream, if you have something that even 20 years ago you had a dream to do, write it down again. Look at it and say, man, this is what I really wanted to do 20 years ago and I never had a chance to do it. I really want to do this. I really wanted to start this business or I really wanted to do this kind of training or I really wanted to, to be part of this. Write it down. Take a big piece of tape, stick it to the bathroom mirror. Maybe you wanted to start a, a family. Maybe you want a, a spouse, a new career, new business idea. Maybe it's something that you want restored in your life, a relationship, a marriage, or whatever it is. And you're like, this is the dream I have. This is what I'm, 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 hope, I'm believing for and hoping for this year. You know, he is, it says in that song, he's a God of promise. A, a pro, what is a promise? It's something that says it will, be, it will be fulfilled, it will be finished. God doesn't say, oh yeah, I'm the God of promise and say, well, you know, I kind of got bored with you there, so I'm just going to, we're going to have to work on that next year. God, no, he, he's a God of promise. He says, whatever I promise you, I'm going to take care of you in. Yeah. Our faith is, is the key to promise. Our faith 
He is believing that God is who he is, is going to do what he said he's going to do, and is going to finish it, is what faith is, whether we see it or not. So we have to say, well, you know what, this is, uh, I don't know. I don't, I, you guys ever been there? We, we all been there, you know. We get there, uh, I don't know. Like, you know you're supposed to do something, and you know it's like God's like really put it on your heart, and you're like, this is a lot of work. I don't really want to do this. We've all been there. We all, we all do that. You guys ever been there at work, and they're like, yeah, I have a project for you. You're like, oh, cool. And you're like, oh, crap, what was that? Oh. And then you sit back at your desk, and you're just like, oh, I don't really want to do this. And... But God is a God of promise, and he says, I'm going to fulfill what I've promised you, I've told you I'm going to do. He told the, the Israel, he told Abraham, I'm going to give you a land that is going to be yours. He didn't see it. Isaac didn't see it. Jacob didn't see it. It took hundreds of years, and the Israelites finally had their land. And until 1948, they didn't even have their own country. And God promised it. But he said, I'm going to fulfill this, and I'm going to promise you, you will have your land. So when he promises them that he doesn't give up. He promised the, the people of Israel you would have it. He didn't say your generation will have it, but he said your people will have it. But when God makes us a promise, he says, oh yeah, by the way, this is my promise to you. You may not see all of it, but your children may, your grandchildren may, and your great-grandchildren may. Sometimes the promise for your life is not for your generation. Sometimes the dream you have, it, it may, you may not see the, the complete fulfillment of it, but it's for your next generation. He's a God of promise and he wants to fulfill that. Psalms 37 says, Make God the utmost delight and the pleasure of your life and he will provide you what you desire the most. He's not an ATM. He's not a cash advanced kind of thing. God is a God that says, I will provide for your needs. I will take care of you because I love you more than anything else. So this year, I want you to do this. Come up with what your dream is for 2019. What are you dreaming for? Maybe it's completely crazy. And you're like, I tried dreaming for this a couple years ago or a while back and it just never come true. But say, you know what, this year, say, you know what, this is what I'm believing for. This is what I'm going to stick with and I'm going to believe for until I see it come to... Come up with something you can put your faith into. Start believing for it. Something that will stretch your faith. That's the, that's the hardest part right there is you're like, yeah, I'm believing for this and that was easy. And now you're like, oh, now God wants me to believe for this and I really want this. Be. And they call it a fight because you have to fight through it sometimes. Faith is, is something that is, is like a muscle. It has to be exercised and it has to be, you know, you can't just be believing for something massive when you can't believe for something this big. So you have to start to grow your faith and believe in and say, you know what, God, I'm just believing for this right now. And say, you know what, God, by this time, this time next, or by the end of this year, I'm believing for this, God. But right now, for this day, for this week, for this month, I'm believing for this. I'm believing for this to happen in my life. I'm believing for this. And it, what it's going to do, it's going to stretch and it's going to break and it's going to heal. And it's going to stretch, 
It's going to break and it's going to heal. It's like a muscle. When you start to exercise your muscles because you have pain in them, it, it isn't because you exercise, it's because you're breaking them down and, you're, and it has to rebuild. And it breaks them down and it has to rebuild. So what happens is when you believe for little things and it gets bigger and it gets bigger, you're exercising because it's taking your, your faith and it's stretching it, it's breaking it down, it's building it back up. And it becomes bigger and it becomes bigger. So find something that will stretch your faith and say, oh man, that's a, that's a big one. That's a big one and say, you know what, but God, I'm going to set little goals, bigger goal, bigger goal, bigger goal. And it's going to break down and it's going to stretch and it's going to rebuild and it's going to be bigger. You're breaking it down, you're stretching it out and you're going to stretch that faith and you're going to say, oh God, I'm going to believe for this. I'm going to believe that you're going to take care of this in my life. Jeremiah 29, you guys, most, most of you guys know this verse, 29, 11, for I know the thoughts that, you think to, that I think towards you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. An expected end. So 2019, dream for something big. Have an expected end because God already has one for you. He says, I, have, I know the thoughts I think towards you. Thoughts of peace. Some translations uh, to give you a hope. But God has, says there's joy and an expected end for 2019. There's dream big and there's an expected end. At the end of 2019, you can come up and say, man, God did this in my life. He restored my family. He gave me a new job. I got a pay increase. I got a whatever it was. God restored this in my life. He gave me something new but I believed for it throughout the year. I'm not saying it's not going to be tough. I'm not saying it's not going to be a struggle sometimes. You're not going to go through times where it's like, oh my gosh, I don't know. When you feel like that, get close to God and say, God, what happens is so many times we get, we get in the middle of our fight for what we're believing for and it gets tough and we run away. And, well, I don't know. When, you say, when, when the, the thought says, I don't know, you go to God and say, God, what are you saying about it? God, what do you want for this area? Because sometimes when we're going through it and God says, you're like, I don't know. God says, time to redirect. Time to go around. Time to go this way instead. So when you're going through it and and the fight becomes tough and you're just like, I don't know if I can keep going, get close to God and say, God, what are you saying? So when you dream big, don't just say, well, I, I just hope it happens. Dream for something. Believe for something. What do, you, what do you want for 2019? What do you want for your life? You know, we, can, we have an entire year to put our faith into, into action. We have our, our entire year to put our faith into something. What are we going to do with it? Until we realize that as a human, we can't do it on our own and that we need Jesus and that we need the Holy Spirit and we need the Father to lead us and guide us and that we're not immortal, we're not just completely able to do it on our own until we realize that we're always going to struggle through those things and we're going to say oh i don't know i don't know if this is for me i don't know if i should do this thought it was a good idea but maybe not until we realize that we have to submit ourselves to god we're always going to run away from the dreams that he gives us. 
So if you've given up on a dream, time to start again. It's time to do something new. I think it's Isaiah 45. I remember it says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Can you not see it? I am creating rivers in the wasteland. I love that scripture. Because how do you create rivers in the wasteland? By being an all-powerful God. If he can create rivers in the wasteland, he can do something in your life. So dream big. Sit down with God this week. Write it down. Say, God, this is what I'm believing for. This is what I, I need in my life this year. Seems huge to me. Seems like a skyscraper to me. But to you, it's just like, I got it. Sit down with him this week. Pray about it and say, God, this is what really what I want for my life this year. Dream big for him. God thinks big. We need to start thinking big. If God thinks big, we can start to dream big and think big. He has a desire to fulfill that in your life. Because when he fulfills that in your life, he knows that it's not just a a one-time thing, but it creates momentum in your life and it creates uh, something everlasting in your life that you can go back in 20 years, you'll sit down and you'll tell your kids, remember when God did this in our life? Remember when we, we had this? Or remember when this was going on, but God took care of this? Remember when we were hoping for this and believing for this and God took care of that? So dream big with him. Tell him what you want. Let's pray.